0: Hello, and welcome to The Modern Homeschooler. I'm Molly, and you'll hear that Megan did not say, and I'm Megan, because she's not here. I am in Chicago visiting a good friend of mine that I met 15 years ago or so, and um, I wanted to interview her because she has been in college. What now, Hannah? (laughs) It's a really bad (laughs) intro.
1: (laughs) I've worked in higher ed for 11 years
0: okay in high, in higher education talking about college level education and also she was actually the very first homeschooler that I ever met I love that I know and <laughs> it's so funny and you homeschooled for how many years just not a lot from second to fifth grade second to fifth grade yeah. but still like I we met in Europe when we were both living over in Geneva Switzerland and then um, somehow homeschooling came up at some point in mm-hmm. that. And I was like, whoa, because I had never met one before. And then lo and behold, that was just God putting that first little seed <laughs> into my heart to meet my husband barely a year later. So um, anyway, so first off, I just wanted to um, give Hannah an opportunity to say what exactly what she does
1: and what we're going to be talking about today. So go ahead. Cool. Well, thanks for having me. This is so <laughs> fun. Um, so yeah, I, I have had personally um, a variety of experience in education. I, as a young kid, was involved in homeschool for a few years. Um, I did private school and public school, so I've kind of experienced all the different avenues of education. Um, and then I went to college and um, eventually got a graduate degree and now work in higher education for a private Christian university here in Chicago. Um, and so I've worked in higher ed for the past 11 years and my experience has started out, I started out in the admissions office, um, reviewing applicants and helping students kind of sort through the best college decision for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at, since having children and just kind of transitioning and growing out of that position I now work as a prof- adjunct professor and a program head. An adjunct professor? Yeah. So adjunct professor just means that you're not like full time. You do other okay. work or, okay. Yeah. This little homeschooler mom knows about. <laughs> And I went to art college, so I don't know all of these
0: terms. <laughs> I think they had adjunct professors there. But yeah, it's
1: anyway, just part
0: time. Yeah, okay, yeah. part time. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, very cool. So I just thought she would be an awesome resource to talk to you her about, like um, college admittance, like for homeschoolers. Um, not all of us necessarily want our kids to go to college, or it's not the ultimate goal necessarily, but. For a lot of us moms, it's like we don't have the uh, guidance counselor at the school office, at the high schooler, you know, and um, obviously college admittance has changed since we went to college in the early 2000s, you know, and like, so 20 years later, 18 years later, whatever it is um, now, like, how to do, do it? So I thought um, Hannah, who has experience both as a college admittance person and as a professor, her experience of homeschoolers, especially since she teaches at a very predominant a uh, well-known Christian college nationally that a lot of homeschool mothers would be more than happy to have their child attend, mm-hmm. you know, with it being Moody Bible. So I think that that's awesome. So today, um, we, I, my goal is to actually have multiple podcasts. I'll see how many I can get out of Hannah. You guys are
1: going to get sick of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the first thing I think what's always on everyone's list is curriculum. And yes. does curriculum matter? Because we all—I mean, oh man—the depths and the black rabbit holes that we jump ourselves into as homeschool moms, debating curriculum, debating what's in our own hearts and with people, <laughs> if what we're doing matters. And so, from a college standpoint, what, what, like, tell, tell me, what do you feel about curriculum in
1: general and specifically homeschoolers when you or in general? Yeah. You know? Well, I would say first, I think it's great that you would care that much and that you would be, I mean, as parents, we're invested in our children's education. And so the fact that you're debating over it and sorting through what is best for your family, and what is best for your child, um, shows that you have a love for education. And as someone who works on the other side of the fence in higher ed, um, where education is then optional, like you choose to do it, um, those are the types of students we want the mm. the students that care about their education. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's interesting when it comes specifically to admissions. Um, when when an admissions office at really any university is reviewing a student's academic history, they don't care like how the student learned math. Mm-hmm. They just care that they actually learned math, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that that like the basic requirements. Um, Obviously, that varies a little bit when you go into um, more competitive universities. If you're looking at, like, the Ivy Leagues or more competitive private schools, Mm -hmm. um, then they're going to place, like, heavier emphasis on certain subjects or um, really your GPA and, Mm -hmm. like, the level of education you've had if you've pursued um, advanced placement classes Mm -hmm. or you've taken college-level courses. Like, those things can be helpful. But as far as just you know, if you learned math with one method versus another method, like we don't, like the admissions offices across the country don't care. Like right. they just care that you learned math.
0: Right, and that you learned math. And right. and but for like the higher ed, for the, um, like the Harvard or the Ivy League schools, mm-hmm. like have you ever seen them say, oh yeah, it's great that these students have learned X program. Like the certain math program, do they ever, do you ever hear any of the other counselors being, or people talking about, well, oh, I'm so excited that they learned Singapore math over some other okay. brand of math. Is that a thing? Singapore math? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Listen, <laughs> you guys, this is why I love coming to Chicago is because Hannah lives in a completely different climate. And, like, I know nothing. Like, I don't know what the word adjunct counselor means. And she's like, what's Singapore math? And, of course, yeah, any, we're good home for school, each other. any homeschooler mom out there would be like,
1: how does she know not know what Singapore math is? Like, yeah, because, at anyway. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I like I. Yeah. I, I will say this. I'm not going to obviously speak so broadly that mm-hmm. that it wouldn't matter ever. Right. But I do think that, generally speaking, it just doesn't. like. Yeah. It doesn't matter what kind of math you've learned. Now, depending on the degree you're planning to pursue, if Mm -hmm. it's like a math-heavy degree or a science-heavy degree, having those extra classes or specified programs may be helpful in Mm -hmm. setting you apart from applicants. But the reality is, is for pretty much any degree in pretty much any school, you know, it doesn't matter if you did Singapore math or...
0: Whatever. The other kinds that are out there. (laughs) Do you... Okay, so then... So if, like, really the curriculum doesn't matter, do you ever notice a difference then because like there there are curriculums out there where they're really english heavy based meaning like kids are literally learning math solely by word like stories like problems of solving versus like just straight rote memorization of things and then other people are super heavy into rote memorization like do you can you don't even do you even see a difference when people are applying where you can look at their application and be like
1: wow they really didn't learn something versus another i would say that on the admission side of things, no, probably not. Like, we're looking at a transcript that demonstrates that you completed four years of high school level study mm-hmm. and that you're meeting, like, general state requirements. That's okay. typically for any school that's, that, that, that's accredited is going to okay. look for that. Um, but where you do see a difference in that is then in your actual education, like, mm. in your actual undergraduate degree that you're pursuing is when you start to see kind of how they pursue – how a student pursues subjects, how that affects their long-term, mm-hmm. like, higher ed degree. So I feel like it, it does make a difference to a certain extent what kind of curriculum you choose when you're thinking about the long-term game. Mm-hmm. So if you have um, a student who is going to be doing, like, a very ha- heavy math um, type of degree, like maybe accounting or something mm-hmm. like that, then you would probably want them to it, – it's hard to know because you're, like, thinking about your second grader or your right, eighth yeah. grader, if that's something they're going to be doing – but you wanna think about the long-term game. As you're thinking about the education and the curriculum you're choosing now, mm-hmm. how is that going to affect, you know, your student down the road if should they choose to pursue higher ed? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, I mean, I feel like it's easy to get in a panic about the decisions we make for our kids. But a lot of like bad decisions we make for our kids <laughs> can be fixed down the road. Like so totally. say your kid learns math through storybooks, which is apparently a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Then, I mean, they could take a couple classes at the local junior college when they hit high school level if they feel like, oh, I want to go into accounting, and all my mom made me do was read Dr. Seuss books to learn how to count. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be it's, offensive. It's, it's, not that, sure. it's not that
0: simplified, but, like, it, 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 no, it's not, right, not that simplified. Right. She doesn't yeah. know, I'm girls. Making, yeah. Yeah, I'm not
1: trying to be offensive. I'm just, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, giving yeah. an example. I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. very poorly given. It's okay. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, like, you, I, you can compensate for those things down mm-hmm. the road. Cool. So so then um,
0: since you're being on the transcript side of things, because like that's a big issue too for homeschooling moms is having Mm -hmm. to put the transcript together. Yes. Have you, and I know that there's obviously, we have um, programs you can pay for for transcripts. Mm -hmm. There are, depending on if you're on a certain curriculum company, like a Becca or something, they actually, if you send in materials, they actually create the transcript for you. Have you noticed among the homeschoolers a trend at all with the transcripts proper, like, just like, oh, this is clear that this mother tried to put it together
1: herself. Like, do you notice a difference at all in that? Yeah, I would say that, um, well, I think one thing that's really important is if you are a family who um, values higher ed or you think your child will want to pursue that in the future because it's something that they they want to do, then it's important even when they're in, especially pre-high school, Mm-hmm. to maybe like in junior high to like look around at universities that might interest them or that you would like them to choose and just go on their website and puts around and see what the admissions requirements are. Okay. Um, some schools have much more specific, you know, demands and requirements for how a transcript should be laid out and things like that. At the particular university I work for um, with homeschool transcripts, we literally, it could be something a mom puts together or that she pays to have put together, mm-hmm. but it has to demonstrate it has to be four years of study um, and then a grade letter for each each okay. subject they've studied so that we can calculate a GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've I think the biggest issue that I found in my experience in admissions is that um, parents just don't do it, don't keep track of their kids' records, records meticulously mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. so that when it comes time their senior year to write a transcript... Mm-hmm. they're literally like trying to remember what they did four years ago and kind oh. of making things up or it's frantic at the last minute and so i think keeping being prepared knowing kind of what the schools that you might be interested in require uh-huh. before you enter high school and then keeping good records okay so that it's something that you like even just you for your own records just creating your own transcript and having that in your computer so that when when the time comes to apply you have it all
0: can you kind of tell that moms are kind of making it up or you yes. you talking to them personally and they're saying this or you can like, both, you can look at a piece of paper and be like, this mom totally made up what she did in ninth grade. Or you hope that she's made up what they did in ninth grade. Well, right? like or we've like, had, we've
1: had, we've, we've had transcripts that come in where the student took, you know, 50 subjects over the course or 50 classes over the course of four years and they got a hundred percent, 4.0, like <laughs> on everything. And you're like, mm. <laughs> that's impossible. I mean, yeah, there are a few kids like that, but so that, and then, and then you see it somewhere. It's just we've had to ask for more information, or okay, you know, okay, cool. We're just yeah. So
0: really, though, seventh starting in seventh grade, really, mom should really start putting the transcripts together so they can, in essence. Maybe even like practice doing it. So by the time ninth grade rolls around, you've got your system down and you just need to keep with it for the next four years.
1: And what one thing that you could easily do is you could go to like your local high school, Mm -hmm. public, private, whatever, and ask them for a sample transcript. They would probably give you one um, and you could just model yours after that. I'm sure there's many templates, Mm -hmm. you know, on the interwebs. Or if you yourself graduated from high school or a, Mm -hmm. a college, you could also request your own transcripts so that you, you don't can just think kind it would be
0: see. out of date at all though i mean they're
1: like, basically the same not much changes okay. because it's, oh okay it's literally just each semester broken up with your classes <laughs> you've taken and okay. the letter grade you got okay like that's really all they're really looking for yeah and they okay. like you um something you see with homeschools, homeschooled families is like you have to have a school name yes so yes. some that's families big... will be creative or it's true
0: that's a <laughs> yeah. big thing like people talk about
1: that all. like what do i name my school yeah which yeah. you need to have a name. I mean, right. a lot- do you care at all with the name of it? No. I mean, because you know that they're homeschooled. Yeah, okay. we know they're homeschooled. Okay, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. But I mean, sometimes it's funny. Like you- some- we've had some funny. Like I can't yeah. think of anything off the top oh, of my yeah. head, but we've had some funny. Like they were
0: creative in their names. Yeah. right or- So you know, and that's my thing is I wanted to be kind of creative in our homeschool mm-hmm. name. Um, obviously everything will always be a nod to French for me because <laughs> <laughs> I love anything French, you know. Um, and so like for me, I wanted to name um our homeschool Gray Atelier. Home uh, school. Because yes. grey is I always want to name a kid Gray, but then my last name is Nickels, so I couldn't have a grey nickels. No. <laughs> and also nice. and it's and for those that don't know my it's almost spelled just like a nickel. And yeah. so I can't and then also too, grey, uh you know, in photography, eighteen percent eighteen percent grey is like true black and white, so it's 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 important. Anyway, and then um Atelier is is from the shop of in French, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's, it's my workplace. Yeah. So it's like my workplace, whatever. But I'm like, is that just too like, whatever, like would colleges be like, really? Your name is great atelier schools or,
1: you know, depending on the college and depending on the office, they may not notice. And depending on the professionalism of your transcript that you provide, they may not notice that it's not an actual school. Like Like they don't even care. Like, Well, they might look at the great atelier and be like, Oh, I've never like, this is a they school. might not know that you're homeschooled, depending okay. on how you create your transcript. You know, Oh a okay, like cool. professional level that you put together.
0: So the name of the school doesn't really matter, unless it's an obvious like when it would matter is when like school like colleges already have heard of the top school in California, and then they look at it and go, "Oh, they went to this private college in Bel Air," or do they even like care what the name of the school is?
1: No, they, they don't, don't even care.
0: care because it's all about the grades and the classes you took. Yep, bomb. done. Yeah. Especially at, like, at high schools, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Okay, yeah. cool. But it is true. Like, moms will be like, should it just be Nichols Academy?
1: Should it be yeah. Five Warriors Academy? <laughs> I mean, like, or whatever it is. It's I mean, yeah, like... <laughs> I feel like have fun with it. You okay. should have fun. You make t-shirts. Okay. Like, do it. Do what you need to do. But, but it doesn't, I mean, ultimately, it's, a for, it's like a formality. It doesn't really matter. Okay,
0: good. Because I don't, and that's the thing for people like me who went to, like, photography college so like art school is not the same as trying to go to a a four-year state school like in my application process and everything so I feel totally out of the loop as far as like oh no I didn't know like that one weird thing totally matters like the name of your school.
1: Yeah and I will say this like if you're a mom who has a junior or senior in high school who's starting the application process most applications will say actually I I would venture to say if it's an accredited university you're applying to a hundred percent of applications will ask if your the school student, school. no, they'll oh. ask the student when they're filling out the application, what's the name of your high school you went to? Okay. So the student needs to know, too, right. what the mom mm-hmm. has decided. And what, what she'll, yeah. Because when you're coordinating an application, like when anyone applies to any university, there's multiple pieces that have to be sent in, right? Mm-hmm. So you write your essays, you send in mm-hmm. your academic information, like your transcripts and your ACT or SAT test scores. Mm-hmm. And then you also submit references for some universities. Um, and so all of those pieces oftentimes come in at different times oh, okay and the one piece that kind of connects them all is that first application that the student submits okay. and more and more it's online it's not like a paper application they're right. filling okay. out all their information online and so when a student says i went to gray atelier mm-hmm. when we see a transcript with that student saying this is gray atelier we know that it belongs to that student's application okay. so it you have to be unified as a family what you're cool. calling your school Cool, cool. Yeah, most of these moms, like
0: the moment their child is born, they're like, "What's
1: our school name going to yeah. be?" Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, like, fun. it's I get it. fun. It's the fun. It's the fun part. Like, you name your child, you name your school. So yeah, and usually, I mean, yeah. I like that too. I think that's so neat. I love how one of the beautiful things about homeschool is that you, we all. I mean, I'm a mom who has children in public school. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like the nature of the game. It works. What's best for our family yep. and our where we live. Um, but I love we all find education so important. And with homeschooling, that's so obvious. Mm -hmm. Like every parent in homeschooling is invested. So I think you, I mean, you're doing so much work and investing so much time in, um, caring so much about the education of your children that you should have fun with the name. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fine. So, okay. So curriculum
0: brand really doesn't matter. And then like you get this transcript and it says that they have a 3.98 GPA or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it obvious to you as a teacher-professor, once they've come to school, that they clearly did not get a 3.9 GPA (laughs) in high school in certain subjects?
1: Yes, sometimes it (laughs) is. Okay. Um, I, I will say this about the curriculum. So it doesn't matter on their transcripts, but since you have the power to choose curriculum, you should choose what will best suit your child for learning i mean we i mean we all know if you you have more than one child you know your children are different Mm -hmm. so they likely learn differently too and i think that there's like a kind of a fine balance that you have to negotiate with homeschooling um in higher ed traditionally we we teach and you are expected to learn in one way Mm -hmm. through lectures and reading Mm -hmm. like that's just you go to college, and that's how you're going to be learning. Someone's going to be speaking at you for hours on end, and you're expected to grasp it, knowledge. retain it, okay. understand it, and be mm-hmm. able to like regurgitate it back, essentially. Mm-hmm. And with homeschooling, that can be like a thing that is difficult because it's often like reading based, or mm-hmm. you know, you're mm-hmm. learning through maybe even more experiential. Um, so having that balance, if you know your child. If you know your child is going to go into higher ed, or you're going to encourage them to go into higher ed, then like you want to make sure that they're that they're being exposed to that kind of teaching. Mm-hmm. So I would say on that level, curriculum matters. And I've seen it. I mean, I'm sorry to say that. So, okay, I'll say this: some okay. of my best students have been homeschooled students. Mm-hmm. Some of my very best writers, and um, just my most diligent. Um, a lot of my best students who ha- are able to manage time, like their time mm-hmm. the best, have been homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. And some of my m- the worst students I've ever had <laughs> have been homeschoolers. It's both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's a matter of equipping your student for the long game. You know, what's right. what's your goal? Right. Well and one thing you I remember you told me
0: before which is a really easy way for a homeschooler to practice lecture and note taking mm-hmm. is listen to TED talks. Yes. Yeah. Do a TED to, like assign your child TED talks and then they must re- write a report write an essay on what the TED talk was.
1: Yeah. And TED talks are nice because they're snippets. Yeah. And they're especially for children. Oh and for me like I love TED talks but they're usually there's so much information out there and it's so broad. Mm-hmm. If you have your child Practice, you know, we're getting gathering information from a TED talk, listening to it, taking notes, and then writing like a one page reflection paper on it. I mean, especially in a subject that they're not familiar with, that's when mm-hmm. you really can measure, oh, okay, they can pick up things, they can mm-hmm. like sit and listen, and mm-hmm. then you can build on that. I mean, there's so many other great podcasts that are, you know, education based, like that mm-hmm. focus on history or science, where you can just have them practice on that. Oh, sure. They could listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. do the same thing. Yeah, true. And exposing them to actual, like, formal higher ed, too, especially mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about high school um, and homeschool is that you can take college courses while you're still in high school. Yeah. Whether that be um, online, there's mm-hmm. so many universities that offer, like, really robust online programs or, like, at your local community college, signing them up for, them up for one class mm-hmm. a couple times a week will get them just kind of used and exposed to that type of learning.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a little bit tough because I do find that some moms, like I'm all for, like in Washington State, we have um, Running Start. Yeah. And so, which not all states have it, you know, but right. um, but we do. where like, you know, the junior and senior in high school can go and come out in, as a senior in high school with a two-year degree. Yeah, I, think you know? I love that. Which is awesome. It, but it's interesting because I do have quite a few moms, though, where they were like, well, I don't want to shove my, you know, 16-year-old into a college setting because, like, maturity-wise or whatever, sure. but I just I just keep going, well, gosh, if you want your kids to go to college and yet they've never, like, do you want to throw your 18-year-old directly into a setting three states away and have never experienced right. it before? And you're, like, how, how are you setting them up for success? Like, just... It's so
1: different from sitting across from mom at the dining table. Yeah. Or, I mean, and the, yeah, you're right. Like, that's a good point. And The yeah. reality is, is if you want them to go to college, like, they're going to go either at 16 or at 18. They're going to face that same issue yeah. either way. Yeah. If they go at 16 locally, then they, then they can come home to you after their, you know, intro to philosophy class and talk with you about what they're learning. You can yeah. even use that as part of your homeschool curriculum to engage. One thing I will say just, like, as a tangent from mm-hmm. what you just mentioned, those – those like Running Start or like they're, they're considered um, in higher ed, we call them dual enrollment programs mm-hmm. where you're still in high school and duly dual enrolled in college are wonderful. And one of my biggest regrets, I remember my personal story is I applied to the university I wanted to go to and it's very competitive school and I didn't get in mm. and um, I, I was put on a wait list and so I had to stay home and do community college for a semester mm. and reapply for the following semester but not, then I got in. Um, And I remember being, like, so embarrassed, and, like, all my friends were going away to college, and I was stuck at home doing Mm. community college, which seemed – had this reputation for being, like, a less than. Right. But, again, it doesn't matter. It's your transcript. Like, those classes – like, when I went to grad school, no one cared that I went to community college. They were college credits that I mm-hmm. earned. And to be quite honest, they were much more affordable college credits yeah, yeah. than when I was actually in college taking the same classes, like in a four-year college living on campus. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you have the flexibility and the availability or state programs that will help even compensate, I know a lot of state programs give discounts when you're duly enrolled Oh yeah, yeah, at the local community college. I mean, do it. Yeah. Because that saves you as a parent if you're planning on helping your student in their pursuing their undergraduate degree. It yeah. will help you financially.
0: Well our ours is, actually, is essentially free.
1: Oh my word, yes, do
0: it. <laughs> because you're 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 a high schooler. So yeah. in essence you're taking college classes through the high school, yeah. but you're not from, I mean, I could be wrong. Don't you can correct me people in Washington state, but I'm pretty sure it's like, in essence, it's free. Yeah. Or very,
1: good. Like, I know. or it's like, or it's like so cheap. I know in it's a lot of like, states yeah. it's extremely discounted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
0: so when you see a college application and is there definitely a difference between if you had only one spot left and there's the kid who had the two, two year degree and like the the, yes. home, the homeschool kid with like the, with the AA from community college. Versus, right AA, right? Yeah. So like the AA like yeah. from there versus the the kid who did eighty seven hours of community work every single week and has a four 0 GPA from home, you would pick the
1: the community kid? That's a good question. I mean it depends on the school. Okay. It depends on the school. Okay. I would say the most universities look at transfer students differently so even if you're you have two kids they're both 18 one has their high school degree did and instead of going to college spent a lot of time in like volunteer work or Mm -hmm. internships and then you have another 18 year old who has their high school degree and spent all their extra time getting their associates as well Um, it just depends on the school some schools will favor transfer students Mm -hmm. over traditional students and some schools won't, and okay. it also depends on the program. I mean, we have a couple of programs at the university I work for, where they don't they don't encourage tra- certain transfer credits because oh. they're they they want you to take math in the way we're gonna teach it because of the way the, it fits into the program as a whole. Oh, thing. Okay, so you have to kind of do your research, and mm-hmm. that I mean, most students start taking dual enrollment co- classes usually around sixteen, so usually yep. like sophomore or junior year, so you have time to kind of right sort through that and that's when a student starts to begin to think what is it i want to do long term or want to pursue so really it's not too
0: far-fetched that when your kid is 16 to really be like okay let's get serious about figuring out like your top four colleges that you hope to go to in two years and then figure out would they want a dual enrolled student for the type of study you hope to do or not Mm -hmm. and totally base it off of that i mean not saying Mm -hmm. obviously your kid is tied to that school but like but like it's. I, I feel like sometimes, like, in today's world, everyone's so hyped up on education that all of a sudden, like I said, you know, you've got these kindergarten schools being called, like, you know, college, kinder, whatever. Like, they're calling kindergartners colleges, you know, and or whatever. And then on top of it, you have, like, you know, my son's almost 12, and yet I feel the need to be talking about college already. <laughs>
1: like, yeah. But yet... That's the thing that's tricky. Yeah. Like, you want to have... I, I personally think that you want to just have fun with education. Like, mm-hmm. education, first of all, is a privilege. Mm-hmm. At the higher ed level, it's a privilege that not everybody yeah. gets. And um, if you have that privilege to be able to consider it, then mm-hmm. you should consider it and you should have fun with it. And there shouldn't be, like, so much so much pressure as a freshman or a sophomore to be like, this is the school I'm committed to. I have mm-hmm. to go to this one. But it's good to start having those conversations and kind of look at it as an adventure you're to explore. Like, mm-hmm. let's start talking about the different types of colleges that are out there. Mm-hmm. There's... Colleges that are accredited and non-accredited. There's colleges that are um, private and focus on like our religious base. There's colleges mm. that are private and not. There are public schools. There are. There's so many different options. There's two years, four years. You know, so many. There's colleges where you can go and start your bachelor's and get your master's thrown in now. So there's so many different options. Mm. Um. So have fun like exploring that with your kids. One thing I didn't know until I was in admissions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was raised in a family that loves education. Um, but, and I knew that I needed to go to college when I graduated high school, but my parents literally did nothing else aside from that. Like they just said, (laughs) like they made it clear that we all had to go to college, but we didn't go on college visits. We didn't, nothing. (laughs) Um, so then when I went to admissions, I was like, whoa, like all these kids are coming with their parents to check out the school. And Mm -hmm. there's just so many things that a school will provide to a student who's just interested and who just wants to know information. Sure. So take your students on adventures to schools that might interest them and, and also, too, if once you start narrowing down that list, you have three or four schools that you're interested in, mm-hmm. you can call the school and say, "What are you looking for?" And um, as a homeschool parent who can kind of craft and create this almost perfect education mm-hmm. to be, to make to create your to make your kid like a competitive applicant, you can say, "Like, what sets what sets applicants apart? I like, guess. what are the things you want?" Some schools will say, "We want them to be." Just excel completely academically. And other, more and more, I think you'll find schools are looking for well-rounded students, students who are competent and can learn well, mm-hmm. um, and then stu- but students who are also you know like just serving and working in their communities and cool. and showing leadership in
0: those areas. So I'm going to stop Hannah there, and we're going to go on to a second podcast. Okay. Um, and the next one that you will listen to is all about the do's and don'ts of college applications because <laughs> I wanted to focus solely on does curriculum matter and yes. as and pretty much the summary is that like no for transcripts it really doesn't later on it might but at the end of the day if you took math and you passed math who cares what program it was as so, long as your kid learned as long as your kid actually learned what nine times six
1: is and you Which know,
0: you'd be surprised it's not very important in college <laughs> I know. So anyways, <laughs> I hope this is an encouragement to you. Yeah, if, and I
1: apologize about my poor joke about
0: the mail. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, yeah, I hope this is an encouragement to you that it, whether you are your first year in homeschooling or if you do have that sophomore junior in high school um, that, you know, you can ease up a little bit. Choose, you know, um, one thing I always say about curriculum, it's kind of like a wedding dress. There could always be the next one out there. Like, you put on that dress, and it fits you well, and it's perfect, but yet there's 800 more dresses that you want to try. You know what? With curriculum, if you find something that works for you, and you love it, stop looking. Yeah, Stop looking for it, because yes, there will always be something different, or potentially quote, better, but it might not actually be, and what you're doing is probably, most likely good enough, because there's many other areas besides curriculum that you need to be focusing on for your kid, specifically thinking about higher education, so... Next week, come back for the podcast and learn all of the horrible things that homeschool mothers do (laughs) (laughs) and all the wonderful things that homeschool parents can do to help their child with the college application process.